1270. Welcome back to Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm your host, Steve Bakken, on a Friday free-for-all. And this hour of the program brought to you by Dvorak Motors, where your family for a lifetime. We are broadcasting for the View Community Credit Union Studios. And uh, kicking off the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to have a little discussion about something that the city of Bismarck has been working on, and actually has been working on for quite a while, but it's been a long process Uh two rounds with the state legislature to get through this, and I, I wanted to get a little bit into the history. So the city of Bismarck is trying to get rid of special assessments um, a, as a way to offset some of the costs for special assessments. They've been uh, toying with the idea of looking at a, uh, a utility fee uh, instead of the special assessments. Now, for me as a taxpayer, I look at it as, okay, about every seven, eight years, I get about a seven, eight thousand dollar bill in front of my house for fixing the road because that's the cycle of repair uh, for the street in front of your house. Uh, and then they do the water projects and uh, sewer lines, water lines, all things like that that are um, uh, uh, underground at that time. They, they work on the maintenance, upgrading things. Uh, the city of Bismarck's been getting rid of uh, lead water lines for the last couple of years as part of street repavement and street uh, reconditioning. Well, those are special assessments. Those get attached to your property. Um, so the city's been trying to look at a better way to economically manage that. One of the people on the Special Assessment Task Force, Gov- uh, Dustin Goverlow, uh, the North Dakota Watchdog Network. Uh, Dustin, you've been involved with this for two rounds, actually, because it took a little bit of a high hiatus as it had to go through the legislature to uh, afford the ability for the city of Bismarck to um, look at different methodologies and then had to go through the legislature again and then the task force was reconvened to start doing the work and looking at that but I I wanted to ask you to back up a little bit because you're kind of a historian on where special assessments started for the city of Bismarck. Yeah you know special assessments in are done differently all over the country and North Dakota does it very in a in a very different way than others um, they're not so special here is the way no. I put it they're well, very regular and actually just to take one more step back uh, before that um, originally they were brought in as a way to offset property taxes that was the methodology behind it which for me it just kind of muddied the waters and and, and diluted transparency uh, but the reason it needs to be looked at and addressed is there's houses in the city of Bismarck that are around that $50,000 in special assessments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fargo, for example, there's houses that have $100,000 in special assessments because um, you have the option of either not paying them off or paying them off right away, uh, but those build up. and. Once you start hitting $100,000 on a house or a property, now you start getting tied to that. That's a big hit. It's not a negotiating point like it's typically been in the state of North Dakota where, oh, there's $2,000 in special assessments. If you're buying a house or selling a house, that's a negotiating point. Mm-hmm. $50,000 or $100,000, you're stuck with that and somebody's going to have to pay it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there's two types of specials. There, there are the greenfield specials that are applied to brand new developments that are lots that are carved out of 
you know, old agricultural land that's never been built on and new lots are put on there. And then there's the, the other kind of specials, which are for maintenance and fixing the streets in front of uh, houses that have been in Bismarck for 80 years. And, you know, in an ideal world, I think that this whole process started, and I, I've been on the task force for Bismarck since April of 2017. So we are about to hit our five-year mark, which is a commentary on how government works. But, but, but that's some of that things, is because of the yeah. legislative process, yeah. and it had to go through because uh, there was kind of a blanket thrown over the ability to think outside the box and do different things because of Glen Ellen wanted to implement a gas tax exactly. locally. And the legislature said, no, that's not fair, that's not equitable, and they kind of put the clamps down on it. Well, they also precluded everything Some other things yeah, yeah. everything uh, so the ability to think outside the box especially when you're a home rule charter municipality uh, that was a difficulty that had to go back through the legislature and clean that up yeah. and that took two sessions it took two sessions you know we started the process not even realizing that the legislature in 2017 had passed the the bill that prohibited local governments from doing anything to uh, try to remedy their own local tax situation. And and it was ironic because, you know, back in 2012 when you had the, the measure on the ballot about uh, abolishing property taxes, all we heard was local control, local control. But yet, when it came down to it, the legislature clamped down and made it almost impossible for local control when it came to tax reform to exist. And, and so, you know, over the years, uh, the, since, since we started this process, we've discovered many things. We've discovered that a lot of numbers and databases at the city level uh, haven't been kept up properly going back decades and decades uh, there are a lot of old systems that involve you know the old computers that have black screens and green type on them that the kind that I learned how to type in second grade on uh, and and you've got uh, so many different moving parts in the situation and so, you know, we've had to really struggle on how we can actually do this. Our initial goal with this was to try to create a user fee, a, a utility fee that would in some way calculate the true uh, cost of each household's usage of the streets through many variations. And, and we've, we've looked at almost a dozen separate models uh, for how we could do this We've basically come to the conclusion that uh, it, we can't really do a user fee because we can't really figure out exactly how much everybody uses. We don't have GPS tracking of everybody's car. We, we don't have a toll road system. So there's no real good way to really determine usage. So uh, just taking a step back on that a little bit, one of the things I've heard pop up at the state level for the legislature, and it's because of electric vehicles. Yes. Uh, so gas taxes, they're viewing that is going to be a falling commodity. That number is going to start dropping mm -hmm. uh, over time. So how do you remedy that? Uh, one of the things that's been banded around is a wheel tax. Yes. So if there's a wheel tax where you pay the tax on the miles you drive for your vehicle as part of your vehicle registration, then would that be a way to zero in on on that usage number it it very well could be and and i but i don't think that sort of tax will come into play until and unless the federal government implements what is called a vehicle mileage tax and that that is going to be the federal government intruding in your car's privacy putting a chip in your car where you 
are actually tracked on GPS where you drive, when you drive. In rural states like North Dakota, which that's just so counterculture, that's going to be a fight. It, it's going to be a huge fight. And, and, you know, when it comes to privacy and taxation, you know, this is going to probably be the fight that we have in six to ten years. It, it, and, and people don't even realize it. The funny thing is, if you go back 12 years, the, the, the first time that I ever heard of this concept, it was Kent Conrad who, who suggested it as part of Obamacare. As a, as a funding mechanism to help offset Obamacare. And, uh, you know, it was discussed as, as a new way to do it. And, and the electric vehicles and hydrogen vehicles, which we haven't seen yet, uh, was, was the excuse for it. And, you know, getting back to the special assessments, you know, this, this all kind of ties in that, that there is just no good way to, to figure out what everybody's actual use is until we're forced to by, you know, an intrusive, overbearing government. And... Uh, you know, so we, we've kind of come to the conclusion that we, instead of trying to create a user fee, we need more of an insurance model where, where we calculate everybody's proportional uh, uh, ownership of the roads based on how much property they own in landmass, not in value. We don't want it to be based on value because that would be creating a second property tax, and we absolutely do not want to do that. But looking at how many square feet you own as a portion of Bismarck, and then extrapolating that out to d determine your sh fair share of the city to determine what you pay for in tax, instead of hitting everybody with you know the eight or ten thousand dollar special assessment every eight to fifteen years to pay for what's right in front of their street, and, and that's hard on budgets. House. You yeah. know, getting hit with that assessment. Um, that's hard on people's budgets, and it can throw mortgages out of whack and all kinds of stuff, where if it were a user fee or whatever that might look like, because we don't know yet. Yes. Uh, whatever that might look like, then that's something you can budget. If it's a $25 a month fee, that is something you can plan for, just like you plan for your cell phone bill or your cable bill or your internet bill. It, it's a something that you can plan ahead for and work into a budget and being able to budget that rather than get hit with that. Because it's hard for, uh, for people, myself included, to go, okay, in seven or eight years, I need to be budgeting ahead for when I'm going to get hit for a special assessment. And it's probably going to be around this number. So what do I do? Start a savings account for it now? Uh, you don't know. Uh, so getting through that process um, to get something to the other component of this is a vote of the people. And when we come back, I want to talk about that a little bit further and how it got through the legislature finally and how that vote of the people who are ultimately going to make the choice, their own decision on how they want to deal with special assessments uh, coming up when we come back from the break. This hour of the program brought to you by A1 Heating and Air and Air ND. We are broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studios. I'm Steve Bakken, your host. If you have any questions or calls for our guest, 701-663-1270. That's 701-663-1270. We're talking with Dustin Goverlow of the North Dakota Water. Watchdog Network, and he's on the City of Bismarck Special Assessment Task Force. When we come back, you're tuned to Talk of the Town on a Friday free-for-all. I'm Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 
1270. Why America's Mattress? We are locally owned and operated. We offer the top two brands in the world. Serta and Beautyrest, made right here in the USA. We won't get beat on price or customer satisfaction. If you're in the market for a new mattress, power adjustable base, or massage chair, you owe it to yourself to stop in and see why we're different. Same day delivery. America's Mattress. Bismarck. Steffes Group has been selling land and the equipment to farm it the Steffes way since 1960. In 2021 alone, they conducted over 700 auctions across 12 states, both live and online. If you have land or farm and construction equipment to sell, give them a call. They'd love to hear from you. Visit SteffesGroup.com right now for upcoming auctions in your area or nationwide, including photo and complete equipment descriptions. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S-Group.com. Go check them out today. Successful farming demands careful planning, so start with the best inputs for your farm. Plan for success with North Dakota Certified Seed. Every farmer knows high-quality seed germinates better and emerges more uniformity for a better stand. And better stands mean better crop uniformity, easier harvest, and higher yield. Certified Seed is carefully produced and conditioned and tested to ensure varietal identity and genetic purity. Look for the North Dakota Certified Seed label. It's your assurance of proven quality in every lot of seed. Talk to your North Dakota Certified Seed dealer today. Experience, time-tested values, and award-winning service. These are just three components you will get when you call Bergstrom Electric for your next project. As Bergstrom Electric continues serving the region, our expertise with large projects and day-to-day service with homeowners reflects the confidence our customers have in our company and in our work. They say the little things mean a lot. I believe that. At Bergstrom Electric, the light does shine bright. This is Bob Eastgate with Eastgate and Parkway Funeral Cremation Service. The choice of cremation has increased in Bismarck to near 50% of our services. And as the largest provider of cremation services in our area, we realize that planning a service can be more complicated than you think. It's important to know the laws concerning cremation and also some of the personal choices you wish to occur, such as having a viewing or visitation. Our staff are experienced, knowledgeable, and whether choosing cremation or burial, our goal is simple to help families heal. Residents of the Midwest are known for being self-starters and getting the job done. When it comes to electrical work, it's best to call a professional. Hi, this is Steve from Birchstrom Electric. It's true that there's a certain glory to accomplishing a task on your own, but it's our experience that not only will save you time, but also the headaches that go along with home improvement projects. A simple phone call to Birchstrom Electric can make all the difference. At Birchstrom Electric, the light does shine brighter. At Peterson Farm Seed, we're the kind of seed company that believes in doing the right thing. Not the easy thing, every time. Like, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Or maybe a better example, doing whatever it takes to help farmers raise more bushels. It means when you're working, we're working. It means helping you dial in your planter settings, showing up with that last-minute in-season delivery, walking your fields, and being your partner year-round. It might be easier to just sell you some seed, but our goal is to help you raise more bushels. Peterson Farm Seed, we're that kind of seed company. With the risks found in agriculture, it's important to have a crop insurance agent that understands your situation. Someone who will review your numbers and consider the different scenarios. Someone who understands farm programs and add-on options. Irie Insurance is here to help. With real-world experience, Irie Insurance will customize a plan to minimize your risk. Find out more at irieinsurance.com. Super Talk 1270. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270. 
You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270 on a Friday free-for-all. I'm Steve Bakken, your host. And this hour of the program is brought to you by Dvorak Motors, where your family for a lifetime. We're talking with Dustin Goverlow, North Dakota Watchdog Network. He's also on the Bismarck Special Assessments Task Force. And uh, heading into the break, I, I, I brought up the point that one of the th- reasons that the legislature was t- uh, amenable to to letting the city of Bismarck explore this is they had to make some changes. Now, a lot of people looked at this and, and discussed it up at the state capitol about it being a special att- assessment bill, and it wasn't. It, it was about uh, giving back that sovereignty, that, that local control to municipalities so that Cities like Bismarck, which is a home rule charter city, has the ability to start thinking outside the box and get a little creative. So walk us through that process and what that meant, because part of what came out of the legislature was, and this was the intent from the city of Bismarck's perspective, the intent was to, we're going to go to the city or the city voters and the taxpayers, the property owners, and let them decide how they want to manage this. So step back a little bit and, and talk through the legislative process. Yeah, well, the, the, the biggest thing was convincing them that uh, local governments should have the power to change things like this in the first place. And, and the argument that I made when I lobbied for this uh, was that, you know, if we want to reform taxes and, and reduce property taxes in general, uh, the the state can't fix local problems. The state can throw money at it. The state can give counties money to filter down as a credit. The state can pay for more education funding. But the state cannot fix local property tax and local taxation issues in general. And so there, the, the state needs to be in the business of, of giving local governments a toolbox to uh, fix their own problems, basically. And not every city is the same. So a cookie-cutter approach to eliminating special assessments or even eliminating property taxes. We see that from the federal level. One size does not fit all in North Dakota. It never fits in North Dakota. And on the state level, one size fits all across the state, never fits locally. Exactly. And, and so, you know, it, we, we need to have the ability, and, and the, it took two sessions to convince the legislature that we should have this ability and, but we finally did. But wasn't part of the hang-up because of the, some of the misinformation that was out there in that first session? Because there were communities like, um, not to mean to throw them under the bus, but like Fargo that was looking at, well, this could be another tool that we could double up on. Yes. Uh, it, you don't get to double dip. And the city of Bismarck's intent was it's either or. It, it's not going to be an opportunity to raise more taxes. It was a situation of how do we alleviate taxes by... Uh, putting a better system in place. So that was part of the problem the first session. Yes, yes. West Fargo, I'll name names. Uh, <laughs> West, West Fargo came in and said that they wanted it to layer this on top of the current system, and it got con- it got construed and mis mis uh, mislabeled as being a Fargo bill rather than a Bismarck bill, uh, and. They wanted to do all sorts of things that we just didn't want to do, and and I made it very clear in in my testimony that, you know, we're going to go to the vote of the people as is required by anything that that uh, involves the home rule charter, and this is an all or nothing proposition that we're we're going to get rid of specials for the maintenance of streets, uh, and we're going to replace it with a new system, and we're not going to layer it on top, we're not going to double dip. 
Uh, and, and this is going to be a reform that is going to save money on the administrative overhead side and make it easier for households to budget their tax situation. So City of Bismarck basically just needed everybody else in the state to get out of the way. Now, we'll gladly share what you guys come up with as a tax uh, task force, but you need to work, and that was what was being precluded. Um, you know, and, and this was strictly for the city of Bismarck. This mm -hmm. wasn't for other communities because you can't do that one size fits all. So you need to make that how you locally see fit, and, and that's part of the vote of the people coming up for um, how their preference is to deal with special assessments. Yes, exactly. The 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 idea here is Bismarck's the pilot project, basically, and and we're also the guinea pigs in that process, and and that's why it's taking one of the reasons why it's taking us longer because nobody else in North Dakota has done this, and other cities in other states that have adopted a similar approach to what we're looking at did it decades ago, and so there's not a lot of records online, and you know you'd have to go literally to Nashville or something that, and dig into their archives to find out how they did it. And, and so we're kind of reinventing the wheel uh, in a way. Now, but in most states, special assessments, uh, it, it tends to be a uniquely North Dakota animal. Yep, yep. There's four states. That, it's our understanding that there's four states that do it similar in North Dakota. And then every other state, there's a few different variations, but it's very different. It's, it's a once every 20 or 30 years type of thing, and it's, it is more broad-based. The, the, the districts aren't neighborhoods. They're, they're entire uh, townships and things like that. So it spreads things out more so that it, that reduces the cost for everybody. So it becomes more of a general assessment than a special assessment. Uh, it's just separate from their property tax. And, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're digging into to all of these things, and... and Ultimately, we're going to come up with a draft proposal, and we're going to open up as a, a special assessment task force to public comment. And you know, hopefully, we'll we'll give people at least two meetings to come in, hear, listen to what we are thinking is a better system, give some comments, and then you know we'll tweak it and we'll send it to the city commission to consider. And the city commission will put it on the ballot. Uh, you know, maybe in November, maybe, you know, not. But uh, at some point, the, the voters will vote on it to determine whether they want to change the way things are, and they get to decide whether the if they like the current special assessment program the way it is or if they want to try something new. One of the things I've been hearing, too, is uh, the ability to go to that vote of the people. And that was one of the things the legislators uh, were definitely key on. And Yes. not having the ability to double dip with it. Um, so it's either or. It's not in conjunction with. There's no layering uh, like some communities had, had approached. Um, it's either or. And the reason is it's, it's meant to be a tool to alleviate property taxes. Mm -hmm. Now, what are some of the difficulties you guys are finding in the Special Assessment Task Force? Because I know there was a timeline that was initially attached to this uh, there were some in the task force that wanted it rolled out sooner than later, but it's more important to get it right than get it done. So if it takes this election cycle, the next election cycle, or the year after that, the important part is getting it done correctly before it goes to a vote of the people. Yes, exactly. You know, one of the major 
uh, obstacles in this process was the fact that the city uses data in a certain way for its own assessment and billing processes, and that does not necessarily align with the sort of approach that we are looking to take. And so simply for the purposes of modeling and projection, uh, the city has had to do some tweaking of their own data sets, and when it comes time to implement this new program, uh, the city is going to have to spend a lot of time and money uh, to implement a new uh, database program, a new billing program, things like that. Now, at, at the end of the day, because there's going to be a, a significant percentage cost savings on changing because we're going to get it out of the bonding business and there's going to be a savings there. It'll ultimately be a wash after a few years. But, you know, it, it, it's a long process and, and uh, we're getting there. I want to come back and talk about the bonding side of this and why there's those cost savings uh, from a, a taxpayer's perspective when we come back for the break. I'm talking to Dustin Goverlow of North Dakota Watchdog Network. He's also on the Bismarck Special Assessment Task Force. You're tuned to Super Talk 1270, Talk of the Town on a Friday free-for-all. I'm your host, Steve Bach, and this hour of the program brought to you by Big Boy. Just get in line. It moves fast on Super Talk 1270. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Good people, great rates, and exceptional service. At View, the focus is on you. This is the Dakota News Network. I'm Mark Hamry. Officials with long-term care facilities in North Dakota are struggling with the spread of the Omicron variant. North Dakota Long-Term Care Association President Shelley Peterson says that yesterday, facilities are seeing some of their worst-case numbers since November 2020. State Vulnerable Population Protection Plan Task Force member Roseanne Schmidt says there are just over 750 cases in long-term care facilities. Nearly 580 of those affecting staff, leading to employee shortages. Over 3,000 new COVID-19 cases are being reported in North Dakota. Health officials announced the new cases yesterday, along with five additional deaths. Officials say there are more than 9,500 active cases in the state. Horace Elementary School officials say everyone in the building will be learning virtually starting today. Officials say the move is due to the rising number of COVID-19 cases. Over half of the school's 21 cases reported as of yesterday are among staff members. In-person learning is tentatively set to resume on Wednesday. A North Dakota detained in Ukraine is getting word from his family after a visit from Senator Kevin Kramer. Kramer recently visited Kurt Groshans while visiting Ukraine on a diplomatic mission with a bipartisan group of senators addressing Russian aggression against the country. Groshans is a farmer from Ashley, North Dakota, and he's been held in Kiev since November. Groshans allegedly attempted to pay someone to murder a former business partner who is a ranking official in the Ukrainian president's cabinet. A trial date has not yet been set. This is the Dakota News Network. You may not realize how important three letters can be. 
For a patient who needs type A, B, or O blood, these letters can mean life. But there simply aren't enough people giving blood. Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs it. But only about 3% of the population donates. Without more donors, hospitals may not have the blood needed to save lives. That's why the American Red Cross needs people to help restore the A's, B's, and O's that are depleting each day. When you make your appointment to donate blood at redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types, you can help give strength to kids, parents, and grandparents who face life and death challenges. From cancer patients to accident survivors waiting for critical surgeries, your generosity can give someone more life. Don't wait until the letters A, B, and O are missing from hospital shelves. You are the missing type patient's need. Visit redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make your donation appointment today. Over 17,000 BNSF union workers, including North Dakotans, are set to go on strike over the railroad's attendance policy. Representatives with the Smart Transportation Union say the policy attempts to force workers to report for duty with no regard for their medical condition. BNSF says the workers are needed, employees that the new system is designed to provide greater flexibility to help workers make informed decisions about their work schedules. BNSF says their policy is in line with practices across the transportation industry. A Bismarck store has sold a Powerball ticket worth $150,000. The winning ticket for Wednesday night strong was sold at Super Pumper on Main Street. No one has claimed the prize yet. The winner matched four of the five white balls and the Powerball with a multiplier of three. The jackpot for Saturday's drawing will be $75 million. This is the Dakota News Network. I'm Mark Hamry. A chance for snow and freezing rain through the morning. Less than a half an inch of snow possible. Highs in the upper 30s and winds from the northwest 15 to 20, gusting to 30. Partly cloudy tonight with northwesterly winds decreasing to 5 to 15. Lows in the lower single digits. Snow likely on Saturday with light accumulation. Partly cloudy skies and highs in the lower 30s with northeast winds 5 to 10. A chance for snow on Sunday. Light accumulation with upper 30s and winds from the west 5 to 15 and for monday a chance for snow mostly cloudy with lower 20s and north winds 10 to 15 from the storm team with kx news i'm meteorologist amber wheeler and keep it right here for your latest forecast town square media a weekend in Devil's Lake is not that far away. So if you're itching to drop a line, the fish await. Free public access onto the lake. Year-round free fish cleaning stations. You can do it yourself or with a professional guide. And you'll always find a variety of accommodations fishing Devil's Lake. See updated fishing reports online and on Facebook. Just a quick 160 miles from Fargo. Endless adventures await at Devil's Lake. Visit devilslakend.com for ice conditions and fishing reports. When it comes to your next ag project, you'll want the best. That's why at Gateway Building Systems, we recommend Brock Solid Bins. Backed by decades of storage design and manufacturing experience, Brock Bins allow you to securely store your grain, helping you save money and maximize your profitability. Gateway Building Systems is the number one Brock Bin dealer in the U.S. Visit us online at gatewaybuilding.com or call 1-800-747-4499. 
Hi, this is Kevin Pfeiffer with Pfeiffer's Auction Company. Pfeiffer's upcoming 2022 auctions include 320 acres of exceptional cropland in Walsh County, 789 acres of pasture and hunting land in Grant County, 232 acres of pasture and cropland in Logan County, 320 acres of exceptional cropland in Cass County, and 320 acres of highly productive cropland in Norman County, Minnesota. View these auctions and many more land and equipment auctions at Pfeiffer's.com. schedule, updated local news, sports, contests, and more. Visit today at supertalk1270.com. Welcome back to Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Supertalk 1270. You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Supertalk 1270. I'm your host, Steve Bakken, on a Friday free-for-all. And we're talking with Dustin Governlo, North Dakota Watchdog Network, concerning special assessments in the city of Bismarck. He is on the special assessments task force. This hour of the program brought to you by A1 Heating and Air and Air ND. Uh, Dustin, before the break, we, we brought up bonding. And I wanted you to explain to the listeners uh, how that plays in. Because it does play in from a financial perspective. And the city of Bismarck can realize a lot of cost savings by changing that model. But bonding plays in in two ways, both Greenfield and on the maintenance side. So explain that for our listeners. Yeah, so when the city takes on a bond for Greenfield, it is essentially acting as a bank for developers to clear raw ground and develop it for residents. And, you know, that that is a role for government that some people are not that happy about, uh, myself included. I've, I've argued that the city should not be a bank for developers. Uh, when it comes to maintenance, the city also uses bonding to, uh, to cover the costs of the uh, you know the road grader and and the various uh, uh, mill and overlay type projects to fix streets, and in both scenarios there is a cost to doing the bonding on top of actually the the cost to pay the bond back and the interest. It, it there's yeah, think of it as the interest. Yeah, there, there's the engineering fees, there's the administrative costs, there's hiring the lawyers, there's hiring the bond firm to to market the bond so that Bismarck can get the lowest rate possible on the market uh, while also having a interest rate that is attractive to investors because you know it, we're in a very low interest rate market and we have been for a while and that's probably going to change here soon but uh, which is all the more reason to get out of the bonding business as much as possible because as we see inflation increase and as we see the Federal Reserve increase rates, uh, the, the bond market is going to also expect more and more interest return, and that's going to cost more for the city, it's going to cost more for residents. So if we can get out of the business of bonding, Bismarck can, can get ahead of the, the game on the inflation situation. So the way it sits right now, you're playing catch-up all the time with what's going on on projects. But getting ahead of those projects financially, that's where the cost savings is to taxpayers. Yes, yes, because upwards of uh, uh, all of the overhead and interest uh, accounts for roughly 18 to 20% of the the cost of doing a project. And so if we can save 20% on the financing side of these projects, uh, we can put that into... uh, either reducing the fee or uh, getting ahead of the projects and, and being able to, to do more projects on an annual basis. So that's a great deal of savings to the co- uh, taxpayers. Um, so where do you see 
things sitting right now? I, I know there was, uh, from a timeline perspective, there was an attachment that uh, some people wanted it done by the June election. Some people were thinking the end of the year. Um, is it next year? Where are you at in the working process for coming up with something that you can bring to the voters as the special assessment task force? There has been an effort to get this on the ballot in June. I'm I'm strongly opposed to that. I will vote no on on putting it on the June ballot when it comes to time. For because getting it right is more important than getting it yeah. done. And 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 whatever we come up with, we need six months to explain it to the public. I mean, it is a complicated situation, and and we need people that actually care about it to be able to come into meetings, talk about it, you know, understand presentations, et cetera, et cetera, so that there's no uh, misunderstandings on what we're actually doing. Because it is it is a major change, and we want people to understand. And so it, it's my contention, at the earliest, it should be November of this year. Uh, I am also opposed to using a special election. Uh, I do not believe that we should uh, do a special election because that reduces the turnout of, of voters and it it has the smell of sneakiness and so if we don't do it in in uh in november of this year uh i would be one that would say we would have to hold off until june of 24 and again it's more important to get it correct than yeah. get it done and and educate the voters on where the savings are because i think that's first and foremost the one piece that taxpayers want to see is where are my savings in um yeah, there's there's heartburn either way with taxes, but where you can mitigate some of them and reduce some of those costs in that long-term benefit, that's what's the most important. So uh, being able to do that, I look forward to talking more about this uh, as you guys work through the process and having some of the other board members uh, for the task force on as well. I want to shift gears a little bit here because... Uh, uh, I just learned as well that you are throwing your hat into the ring in a political fashion. Yeah, I am. Uh, it's not official, but I'll give you the exclusive. I'll be announcing next week that I am uh, running for Burley County Commission. And uh, there, there's a possibility of a, 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 at least one, maybe two uh, open seats. I'm, we're not sure, but we'll see who applies by uh, April, you know, Incumbents always change their mind at some point, so I'm not counting on it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, announcing next week for Burley County Commission. Uh, you know, uh, my, I've got a website, moveburleyforward.com. People can, can check that out. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty well-known figure in the local uh, scene. Uh, people know where I stand on taxes and government, and it's usually less on both. And... Uh, uh, if, if people want to know more, keep an eye on that. It's not completely done. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot of issues that, that uh, straddle the city and county situation, and, and we need people that can uh, understand both sides of the fence when it comes to that, and, and that's why I'm uh, throwing my hat in. So as a candidate for county commission, what do you see as the biggest issues facing Burley County? Uh, it, Burley County itself, uh, there's some property rights issues when it comes to extraterritorial zoning. Uh, there's some issues uh, uh, that they are now going to be looking at a uh, doing a home rule charter amendment of their own uh, to give themselves the power to uh, create ordinances. Uh, one of the issues that was brought to my attention is that there's a problem with 
uh, people riding their, their recreational vehicles in ditches and, and tearing up private property, uh, hurt, uh, damaging culverts and, and driveways and that sort of thing, and it's causing problems for private citizens. And the county has been told that they can't do anything about it. And, and that, that shocked me because I thought counties could, you know, create laws just like anybody else, but apparently they're without a home rule charter uh, provision giving them that power, they can't. At least they're being told that. Uh, so that sounds like it's one issue. There's a lot of county issues when it, when it, outside of intergovernmental stuff is very different. It's, it's kind of, it's more lower level, but it's more personal and and it oftentimes revolves around property rights and and uh, you know zoning and and allowing people to do things on their land and and I think it, it's a more basic form of government in in, in that sense and so um, you know I think the, the commission needs to do what it can to to make sure that people are secure in their property and and aren't incurring damages that that they shouldn't be. Does Gavrilo uh, potentially? Officially next week, yes, possibly candidate for uh, for yeah. county commission for Burley County, and I look forward to talking to you further on uh, some of the special assessment task force issues as well. Dustin Governor, uh, what's the website again? If people are interested, website is moveburleyforward.com. dot com. dot com. Uh, Dustin, thanks for coming in today. Absolutely, it's a Friday.